grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Does anyone want to buy an indulgence? Saw the signs you came to church today. We have indulgences for sale today. Um, they say, uh, as according to John Tetzel, who, sang, who sold them in Martin Luther's day, when the coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. That's an exact quote. Anybody, anybody good? Indulgences, anyone? Today we have our, they're on sale today. We have a special say, normally 20 bucks. Today for you, $15, because we like you. All right, anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? It's funny that they used to do that, huh? It's goofy. Who in their right mind would go for an indulgence? Who in their right mind would say, okay, for a little bit of cash, I can buy spiritual favor? In the words of Bono from U2, the God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. Right? Who would go for something like that? And yet, many people did. And here's the hard truth. Today, many people still do. It just doesn't look like this. It looks differently these days. And so we're walking through the Reformation. We're celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. On October 1517, Martin Luther kick-started the Reformation by nailing 95 theses to the Wittenberg Church door. And so what I'd like to do is to read all 95 theses for you today. Welcome. Yeah, that would be an indulgence, wouldn't it? Number 82. Right. But I am going to read you the first one, all right? So the first one is this. Martin Luther wrote, The life of a Christian is a life of repentance. And what he meant by that is that repentance wasn't something you bought on a one-time special sale, but repentance was a worldview. What repentance was a life perspective. What repentance was a daily walk with Jesus. It was the beginning of the idea that if repentance is a daily occurrence, then grace must be as well. And that grace is there for all those willing to receive it. And it's free. Because at our core, we want indulgences. At your core, at the core of your being, every single one of you wants an indulgence. But we call them differently these days. They're not like something you pay to get a piece of paper, but rather it's something that you do. It's something that you do. You do something nice and you're like, well, I got one more in my favor. You say, God, if you, if, I, if you listen to my prayer, then I will do X. If you only do this, God, then I'm, I'm going to do this. You, know, you start doing the bargaining thing. It's a little indulgence. It, at our core, this is what we want. And we know this because every single religious or philosophical system in the world today, except for atheism, has doing good as its core component. Every single one of them. Islam, Buddhists, Hinduism, Stoicism, or what I like to call American ethical deism. Because that's the predominant religion in America today. There's a God out there somewhere, somehow, some way, and I should be somewhat good and to earn favor or something. That's the predominant religion in America today. Ethical deism. But there's one that's different. And to paraphrase Monty Python, something completely different. 
And that's Christianity. Jesus is someone completely different because the core component of Christianity isn't do something good. It's that Jesus has done something good for you and you receive it because of his grace. It's just grace. It's the core component of who Jesus is and what Jesus Christ has done for you. And here's why we want indulgences deep down. Because grace is humbling. It's very humbling to receive grace. Grace is hard to accept. And if you don't believe me, I'd like to do a little illustration. So I need my intern. So come on up, intern. I need you. I'm just so glad you became an intern. Interns like code for whatever I want. That's code. Yeah, sit right down there. Code. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we're do a little demonstration on receiving grace. Now, in the, the epistle lesson from Ephesians that Tom read for us, it said this. It says, you were dead in your transgressions. So what can dead people do? Not much. <laughs> Are the words of Cooney from the movie VHF? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so uh, you're just going to receive today. You're just going to receive. Just it, receive grace. So, um... Would you like a donut? Yeah. All right, I got you done. Right here. To receive grace, to receive God's grace, 
is to say, on my own, I can do nothing. Nothing. God does everything. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed me white So grace at its core is humbling. It's hard to receive grace. And so that's why every other system in the world says, we can do something. They, they add the indulgence. And Jesus won't let us. <laughs> Jesus won't let us. And he won't let you because he loves you. Because not only is grace humbling, it's also extravagant. Grace is extravagant. Have you, we've all received moments of grace in times of our lives. It's that time when you're out to lunch with someone and the bill comes and they whip out their credit card faster than you can whip out yours. You're like, oh man, I didn't pay for that. The person says, no worries, I got this. And it's okay because you know the next time you go out to eat, you're going to pay for lunch, right? So it's okay. You know, you're sick or you're not feeling well and, and a friend comes over and brings a meal for you. It's a little moment of grace, right? And you receive it and it's, it's okay because you know Sometimes you're going to help that friend out, or maybe you'll pay it forward and, and bring a meal to someone else who's not feeling well. But what about those times when you can't pay it back? When those times when, when someone takes you on a vacation that you just can't pay on your own, and you're like, wow, that was extravagant. Or someone gives you a car, right? You're like, that's extravagant. That's extravagant. And God's grace is extravagant. We saw again in Ephesians 2. But as for you, you were dead in transgressions and sins. But then it continues. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you've been saved. And dead people... Don't do much. And Jesus does it all because his grace is extravagant. C.S. Lewis put it this way in his book, Mere Christianity. He wrote this. Every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given by God. If you devoted every moment of your life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not in a sense his own already. It is like a small child going to his father and saying, Daddy, give me a dollar to buy you a birthday present. It's all very nice and proper, but only an idiot would think the father is one dollar to the good on the transaction. God's grace is humbling. It's also extravagant. It's, it's so huge that we could never pay him back. And because of that, it's also secure. God's grace is secure. I've got, I've got these dogs. I talk about my dogs a lot because they're morons. <laughs> they really are. They're, they're just not smart puppies. But one thing they do well is they love well. They love well. And so I'll come home from work, you know, and they're happy to see me. And they pee on the floor because they're so happy to see me. And I'm like, you're dumb dogs. 
they get the paper towels and wipe up the pee in the floor, and they're still wagging their tails. I take them outside, do your business outside, I bring them back in, and they're like, yeah, you yelled at us, but we don't care. We still love you. And you pick them up, and they lick your face. No one loves like a dog. I wish I could love like my dog loves me. <laughs> and I know those dumb dogs are always going to love me. And some of you have the experience of being in a relationship like that, where you're like, you know what? Through thick and thin, I'm going to be loved. And my prayer is that all of you know it's like to be in a relationship like that, because that's how God loves you. One of the old confessions of the church is this. It says that if we remain faithless, God will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. That even when we turn our back on God and say, Lord, Lord God, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Jesus calls you back and says, come on home. Come on home. That God's love is secure. And the joy of being in a secure relationship is that you can go about your day and say, Jesus Christ loves me, this I know. I'm his. And he is mine. Grace is secure. And it's not fair either, though. Grace is not fair. In the gospel reading, how many of you sided with the guys who were hired first and should have gotten more money? You're like, man, they got chipped. And here's the beautiful thing grace is not fair. It's not. But it's not fair. And God's not fair. Because if God was fair to you, God, refer to me, I would deserve punishment. I would. I don't want a God who's fair. It's the last thing I want. I want a God who's gracious. So grace is humbling. It's extravagant. It's secure. It's unfair. And so I want to pray right now. I want to pray for all of us here. And there may be some of you here who are just working. Because grace is humbling and you don't want to go there yet. And I want to pray that you would receive God's grace. And some of you uh, know Jesus' love for you, but you're kind of insecure. I want to pray that you know God's secure grace for you. And some of you here today, you know God's grace for you, but you haven't grasped how extravagant it is. And so I'd like to pray for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, your, your grace is humbling. And it's, it's hard sometimes to receive it fully and completely. We like to just receive parts of it and say, this part's for me. This is what I do. And we cheapen what you've done. And so, Lord, we thank you that your grace um, is present for all. And Lord, we ask if there's anyone here who's still kind of putting up some walls, is uh, grabbing their own indulgences, that they might just let go and receive you. Lord, we, we pray that we might know your extravagant grace, that you have risen us from the dead, from the death of our sins, so it might be yours now and forever. 
And Lord, that we might rejoice in your extravagant grace each and every day. And Lord God, that we might know the security of your grace. That we walk with you in a relationship that's secure and good. That you, God, are faithful. And Lord, we thank you that you are not fair. So that you might be gracious to us. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We praise your name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Stand and sing our praise to our gracious God.
Congregational chairperson for the past five years. Uh, it's supposed to be four-year term limits, but uh, I was like, I can't let go of my toppers, so <laughs> I'm like, I will forget to tell him that his term's up, and we'll just keep on going. And, and we did. And we did. And we did. And uh, five years ago, uh, Dustin was in, in my office, and we're talking. I'm like, Dustin, we, we need a new congregational chairperson. And we're kind of brainstorming names about who could serve this position. And at that moment, Topper walks into my office, says, Pastor, I was just driving by. Do you need anything? I'm like, yes, I do. Let's talk. And so we went out to lunch. I'm like, Topper, we need a congregational chairperson. Super easy. Super easy. We meet, you know, we're going to meet like a couple times a month. We'll meet and just kind of talk about the church and direction and where we need to go, kind of plan things for the church council. And it's, it's really not that hard. You have a community once a month. It's really not that big a deal. You want to do it? And Topper said yes. And then two months later, we got hit with a lawsuit. Now, for those of you who don't know about this, uh, it wasn't our fault. <laughs> it was one of those lawsuits. It was with us and Bill Christian High School and the funding entity. And we're actually meeting uh, myself and the, the lawyer that was representing us. We're meeting the lawyer representing the company that's suing us. And their lawyer says, we know the church had nothing to do with this, but it costs us nothing to keep you in this lawsuit. It's one of those type of lawsuits, all right? So just bare bones. And um, it was hard. It was a hard season. And Topper would call me up and say, Pastor, how you doing? I'd say, Topper, not, not good. Not good. And uh, I've always thought his name should be Top Barnabas, Barnabas, read the Bible, Barnabas. Um, his real name is Silas, and they, the church changed his name to Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And then Topper is a Barnabas, and he's been a Barnabas to me, to our church council, and his congregation. So, Topper, thank you for your five years of service as our chairman. Thank you very much. We have some gifts for you. So, um, this is a this is the gracious Savior cross. So, the carrots jewelry can take you on. The carrots does this cross right there. And not only that, um, we asked our, our council, we say, give us things that you love about Topper. And, uh, and they did. And so we, we made this, this sign here. And it's a list of all the things we love about Topper. It's on top of the gracious Savior cross right there. And very uh, humble. That's for you. That's for you. But I have one more thing for you. <laughs> These are all the records from that lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. That's for you, man. I don't want these anymore. <laughs> This was my life for one year, right here. <laughs> all right. Well, I like to say a few words. About Please. Yeah. I, want, I just first of all want to thank the good Lord to tell you the truth. Uh, it's a fantastic church. 
and that's what it's all about, is Jesus. Pastor Jason recognizes that every Sunday, honestly, every day of his life. And so I want to thank Pastor Jason, Heather, and your family. You're brought here for a purpose. We're blessed to have you here. I want to thank the council members as well. It's been a joy to work with them. They love the Lord. And do things behind the scenes that is part of, of what happens in the church. And as important are all the members sitting out there today. All of you. It's a family of God here. He's dictated it. As I always say, God's in, in charge. And he has a plan. Well, I also want to thank my lovely wife. Yes. Bobby for putting up with me. I'm married to Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and today, unfortunately, I brought our daughter and son-in-law with us today as well. It's an honor for me that they're here and seeing this. So I thank you for that. But to all of you, I truly mean this. This is a special church. It's a church that not only you come here and honor and worship the Lord on Sundays, but you're always thinking about Jesus. I believe that in my heart. So it extends out into this community, and you're going to Houston right after, and all the things that I see just happening in this church is a blessing. And we gotta keep it going. It's easy to get down in this world, it truly is. You know, there's times when I think about it, and then you gotta look to Him. And, uh, it's a blessing for all of us that we know him. And so keep charging ahead, please. Don't ever give up. And there's enough people in here that care about one another that if you're going through some tough times or whatever, this guy right here is fantastic, but he's got a lot on his plate. There's others here that will listen to you. I mean that. That love you. So don't hesitate. Get it out. What's that? And enough of my play bad stuff. Enough of my play for bad stuff. That's yeah. over, so we're good. <laughs> Can I finish? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd just again like to thank each and every one of you. You're in great hands. The council continues. We have a great interim president who's going to be president. Sandy right there is Dustin Kell and his wonderful family. So it just continues, and I mean that. All the past individuals that's been in this church played such a huge role. So it continues. And we're blessed indeed. And um, we're just happy to be part of this valley, but more importantly, part of this congregation, this church. Thank you very much, Pastor. And really, it's payback time. Yeah, that's very kind of fast. So you received a copy of the, the pictures we leave today. Bobby, thank you so much for your sacrifice, too. I, mean, I took a lot of his time, so thank you. Thank you so much. Go in peace, serve the Lord.
see you again, sir. Stuff to you.